Can a professional chef lead a clueless cook through the preparation of an entire meal? All over the phone and without a recipe to guide them? Will they pull it off? Will they fail miserably? Will our kitchen and our stomach survive the experiment? Find out on this week's episode of Celtic. I'm Lisi. And I'm Perla. We're from Jersey City. And we're your salty hosts. Today we have our rookie, Keith Mackler, from New York's Upper West Side, and chef Sebastian Jaramillo of Mikasa Foods in Brooklyn, preparing traditional Colombian sancocho with panela. We'll sample the meal with the ladies of Chicks Productions and 51 First Date podcast, Kimmy Foskett and Liza Renzulli. We'll learn how to separate a whole chicken, uncover our favorite cure for a hangover, and hear about some of Kimmy's many first dates. Let's meet Keith and Chef Sebastian. Thank you guys for having me. I'm Thank you for really being excited. here. Excited. We're super you know, excited. Are you nervous? Well, I'm always nervous to uh, leave my home. Yes, but okay. <laughs> other than that, um, I mean, nervous. Kind of. I'm pr- basically prepared to fail. Is more like what I would say. I feel like you guys have done some episodes already. Yeah. Um, yeah. That have set the bar pretty high. You know what? Okay, I'm going to let you know. The chefs are really good at guiding the rookies. Okay. Are you good at listening? That I feel like that's going to determine whether Wait, or not you Wait, were you, you talking? Oh, okay, yeah. Wow. Yep, we're wow. getting food poisoned. Wow. wow. Today's the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, no, I am a very... Poisoning. I predict I poisoning in the future. I need to sign a waiver. I'm <laughs> actually brought waivers. I'm, Don't I'm just sign a waiver. About, that's not what you want to do. <laughs> it's more of a science experiment today oh. um, to uh-huh. see what you guys can withstand, you know? Um, yeah, it's not going to be fun for everyone. So just want to share that you don't know what we're, what you're making today, right? I have no idea, but you did see the ingredients in the kitchen. I snuck a peek. Can you guess? I saw a platano in there. Ooh, um, I saw, I heard a little so accent. I'm either, uh, <laughs> cooking Dominican food or I'm doing some freaky porno. Um, <laughs> and you know, or it's both. both. Or both. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> But, uh, no, so I'm thinking maybe it's something with some Spanish flair. Okay. Maybe like a south of the border. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> was it Trump? I have no this idea. <laughs> it's, it's borscht. Jeff uh, was like, um, I'm Russian, but I just wanted to like, mix it up a bit. I was feeling Latin today. You're about to literally have a strange man in your ear for about two hours telling you what to do. Are you comfortable with this? Sounds like my honeymoon. Okay, good. That's basically what happened. Fantastic. Yeah. And can you tell us what was the last thing you cooked, if you ever cooked anything? Do you cook? Woof. Um, You know, I tried to make some mac and cheese for my boyfriend, and I made it. And he ate the whole thing because he was very hungry. But then at the end, he said, it was undercooked, girl. You ate it, though. I don't know if I can take you seriously. I don't know who you are. You ate it. Did you have you eaten today? Are you ready or are you just like Well Did you fast for this and you're just like so um, pumped? No, I well, I went to a very upscale dining establishment. It's called the Dwayne Reed. Classy. And in there they have uh sandwiches that you can buy. Aww. And I know I used to work at a year round haunted house, which was right next to the Dwayne Reed. So we go the in there Dwayne to buy Red. delicious sandwiches. I'm sorry. And Vita a- Coco. There's a haunted Pineapple house water. that's year round. It's that's no longer by a Dwayne Reed. It was next to it. That from was the which landmark. You procured your sandwich lunch. <laughs> right. People okay. really went there for the Dwayne Reed. The haunted house was by sandwiches. accident. I'm so concerned for you right now. Yeah, I'm really excited to cook for you guys. 
I'm honored to do uh-huh. it. Uh, I feel like I'm walking a tightrope. Yeah, you yeah, know, with no net, and I'm I'm getting ready to smash into it. So we're also. I <laughs> just want to make it clear to you that we're also walking on that tightrope because we have to eat your food. Yeah. I can't opt yeah. out. Right. You know. Oh, jeez. I mean, I can if it's a matter of my safety. I feel. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't come to that. <laughs> Hopefully, it's just a matter of taste. But oh god, no biohazards. Hopefully not. Let's get Chef Sebastian on the line. Hey guys. Sebastian, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I've been busy in the kitchen cooking and I'm taking a little bit of a breather. So this is fun for me. I'm loving it. (laughs) Don't speak too soon. You haven't gotten in the kitchen with Keith here yet. (laughs) A little afraid for you, but it's fine. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about, about you? I ran a shared kitchen and recently stepped back to launch my own business. So I run Mikasa Foods. We make a packaged empanada, a veggie vegan empanada. And then we also cater Latin cuisine in New York City. So you were right with the Latin cuisine. He he peeped all the ingredients and he knew it was either Latin food or it was like a random Russian chef who decided to like (laughs) venture into a new land. Rather intimidating (laughs) platano. This whole everything's just going to derail the whole show. I just want to prepare you, Sebastian. We're going to have fun. Honestly, I, I joke around on the microphone. Once we get in the kitchen... That's, That's Sebastian's world, and I'm going to respect it. I don't F around. So just help all me. Right, all right, so, um, all right. I F around. I got to have a good time. That's part of it. Yes, it's going to be a lot of fun. And Sebastian, do you teach at all cooking, or is this like your first time doing something like this? So normally I don't teach cooking. No, I, uh, I normally on the package side, I've overseen shared kitchen, so I teach a lot of people sometimes how to work properly in the kitchen, how to you know, speed up their operations, how to make things more efficient, but never done the basic amateur class. So this is definitely a a step for me. (laughs) One of the things that uh, are really helpful for the rookies are, you know, you are going to be 100% his brain and he's your eyes and hands. Mm -hmm. So you guys really have to work as a team. I mean, how long does this recipe normally take you to make if you were to do it yourself? The recipe I can... I can make it in about like an hour and a half um, mm, just because I want the chicken like fully cooked through. And, and some of it is like a hurry up and wait. We'll do a lot and then we'll wait while it cooks and then we'll add some other things and it cooks longer. So it's, it's a stew. So it's a, a slow cooked chicken stew that we're going to be making. It's called sancocho. It's a traditional Colombian stew and it's, it's relatively like peasant food. It's food that would be around, you know, you have chicken, juca, potatoes, uh, plantain, cilantro, and then lime. So it's really a basic meal, but it's it's a lot of the love that you put into it. It's a lot of the time that you put into it. So it's not something you want to rush, really. Oh, nice. Do you think you can uh, get this rookie to get it done in about two hours? Yeah. I'm up to the challenge. Awesome. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See, my version takes less time because I don't fully cook the chicken. I was. So I say. I was assuming I say as time. much. Yeah. You know, it was- takes like 45 minutes. You made me feel a little bit more confident, Sebastian. So I'm now going to say I am excited. Let's let's do this. All right. Let, let me know when he's mine. So, so wrap with me, brother. What's, um, I'm looking at a whole chicken in front of me. Whole chicken stew. So we're making, making a nice little chicken. Hopefully you've worked with this. Maybe you haven't. We're going to cut it apart, but you should be good for it, man. I, I, I have faith in you. I have faith in you. <laughs> what, what is that faith based on, Sebastian? Because I... It's based on common sense, so hopefully okay. most people have it. So, like, you know, I think we can get through it, man. I think we can. <laughs> there are congregations of people that have less faith uh, in, in me. <laughs> 
So where are you based out of? Where are you uh, calling it from? the Pfizer building in Brooklyn. So the old Pfizer building got turned into basically a big hub for food companies. I started a shared kitchen here two years ago. Uh-huh. I helped launch it, got it up and running, and then I stepped back in August to run my own company now. So I'm calling it basically from this kitchen, but uh, it's now the place of work for me, where for my company, you know? So that's basically where we're based out of. Um, all right, right, brother. So what is the first thing I should be doing in here? All right. A one. Name one. Let's get our mise en place, which means let's get our things in order. Let's get everything together. If you've been listening to Salty all season, you'll recognize the phrase mise en place, which is French for putting in place. This is a term all chefs use to refer to setting up your work area before you begin to cook. It means you measure out your ingredients ahead of time, prepare all of your tools, and get your workspace organized and ready to go. And as we've heard in previous episodes, it can be a great trick for the home cook when you're making a meal in a small urban kitchen. A big thanks to Chef Sebastian for breaking it down. And you've got your other things together, like uh, let's get your salt, and then the other ingredients like your plantain, yes. your uh, cilantro, potatoes, yuca. Yeah, all, all that's out. All that ready. stuff is out on the table here. Wonderful. Um, cool. So I can start breaking it down, you know, at a moment's all right, notice. So- Right. So what we're going to start with is the chicken. So let's take that chicken out of its bag. All right. Let's put it on the cutting board. Let's try to make sure we don't lose all the juices onto the cutting board. You know, try to contain it so it doesn't spill everywhere. We really don't want those juices with us anymore. Should I open it like over the sink, you think? Yeah, that's a good one. Let's open it over the sink and you can just let it drain out there. We're actually going to wash it before we use it anyway. So let's go ahead and do that. Uh So when you open it up to wash it out, there may be some, a little pouch, a little plastic bag on the inside of the chicken. You just got to pull that out. All right, brother. I'm taking it out. Here comes some of the juices. Ah, First three yep, rows make it wet. All right. It's <laughs> so splat- splatter fest in here. Oh, now you want to wash it so that it's not so slimy. Exactly. Reminds me of my Uncle Charlie. Right. <laughs> Toss this out. And let me know when you're done washing it so, you know, okay. we stay on the same pace. Now, I'm doing it here with whoa. you. Now, when you wash it, do you kind of like to massage it? We want to do a we want to kind of relax the chicken a little bit. Yeah. You want it to feel the love. You really do. Mm. You want it to feel some of that. The chicken, <laughs> the chicken is feeling all the tension drain out of its body right now. <laughs> it's so it's so relaxed it just farted. I'm going to toss out those gizzards, right? Toss out the whole thing out. We don't need that no, for no, later. No, no, keep the gizzards. All right. No, keep the gizzards. Keep Got the it. gizzards. Got it right here. We're going to put those in later. Yep. No, keep the gizzards. Okay. All right, my cool. man. Now pay attention, rookies, because Chef Sebastian is going to give us a great rundown of how to break down a whole chicken. This is a great skill to learn since it can save you money when purchasing a whole chicken from your butcher. You can use all the pieces for multiple meals, make a chicken stock or soup. It's better than buying prepackaged chicken parts, which sometimes are injected with saline to add plump. Right. So now we're going to start to chop and the skin is tight. When you lift it by its leg, just hold one leg and lift it straight up. Okay. You're going to see that like its skin gets really tense and you'll see where the muscle of the, the drumstick is and the thigh and then how it kind of like separates from the rest of the body. Right. We just want to start cutting those apart. And we just want to break out the drumstick as entirely as possible with the thigh. So you start to cut through the skin and you'll see. You can start to see the different muscles. So let's try to get the thigh out, you know, as whole as possible. Yeah. All right. So again, like one leg, hacking it off right here. Yep. And we'll do that on the other side as well. All right. So we're just taking the legs off right now. Taking a leg. 
Once they're off, we can. Now I know how Lieutenant Dan felt. Oh, God. <laughs> now, do you find that uh, you have to apply a lot of pressure to get through to this leg, or should I be finding a place that kind of feels right? You're trying to find the nook. So, uh -huh. you know, kind of like we have joints, so do they. Right. And the right. chicken, you can find its soft joint. You don't want to go straight through the bone. You should, yeah, you should I'm kind of feeling through. it. Yeah. Uh huh. Do we want to keep this skin on it as much now, as possible, or totally get rid skin, of that skin? The skin you want to keep it on. Okay. Um, if you look at the base of the feet, sometimes there's like this yellowish skin at the bottom. Right. That's the only skin we're gonna want to cut off. Gotcha. So we're gonna trim that off right now. So I got this one leg off. I'm gonna get the wing off of that side as well. So cool. So let's start putting the leg inside the pot right now. Yeah. Whatever okay. you cut off, we'll start putting them in the pot. Put I'm gonna start right doing in. the wing right along with you. Great. All right. I, I so forgot to apologize I, to the chicken first. I'm sorry, <laughs> sir or ma'am. No, we don't uh, say sorry. We say thank you. We say thank you to, right. the, to the chicken. You know. Now, I feel like the hack job on here is a little. Uh, it's a little amateurish, but you know what? It's in chunks. <laughs> it's in pieces here. It's gonna be easily digestible. All right. So now going over to the other side. Two big breasts on one side, and on the other side, you should see this like almost rib meat, kind of like uh, the leftover of the chest plate. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. I'm almost so now, there. What you want to do, <laughs> you're almost there. Now, what you want to do afterwards is split it in half. So you want the bottom of the chest plate and the top of the chest plate to remove. I'd so you take the knife and split myself cut it half. down the middle. Once oh. once you're done with the leg and the, and the wings. So once right. you're done with those, we'll move on. Right. Are you done with those yet? Might be a while. Uh, <laughs> Sebastian, you might want to cancel your dinner plans. <laughs> okay, now we have what I would call the perfect chicken breast all right cool so now if you feel this chicken breast in yes. the middle you've got this really almost feels like a sternum yes. like this really hard bone right yeah so you want to cut just to the left and just to the right of that bone so that you can take the breasts off as fully as possible okay okay so i'm not really just cutting this thing in half i want a more cut kind of like on either side of the middle Right, is that what you're saying? Correct. Right, right. And you want to take the meat off of the bone, basically. Right. That's going to be a f***ing train wreck. Uh, <laughs> All right, so now you should be left with these breasts. You've yes. got, I got drumsticks. One. And then you've got this chest plate, this whole big thing of lots of bone. You want to right, keep that all right. together as much as possible. Okay. Now, you, I'm throwing all this stuff in the pot as we go, right? That's what I've been doing. Correct. As we okay, go, we right. just throw it all in there. It's all going in there. Awesome. All right, so you've got everything in the pot. Yeah, now, right? a lot of meat. And I kind of got the carcass here on the cutting board. Great. Great. So now we're going to go and fill that pot up with water. And you want it to awesome. cover the meat with about, like, two inches of water. All right. So just start yeah. filling her up. All right, and now I got the gizzard bag. You want me to uh, disperse that into our soup? Yep, just cut it open. Let's throw it into our soup. Exactly. Wonderful. So that's what gives us our substance. You know, the bone marrow, all that stuff is what really gives these soups their substance. See, I, I've been lacking substance. <laughs> I, I don't know what this is. All right, now various let's, organs. These are just organs. They are. They're your heart, your liver. As a Latin person, we fight over who gets the neck and who gets the heart. This is... You're getting prized possessions here. Most people are afraid of that little bag of gizzards when you buy a whole chicken. But don't be scared. You can use it in your stocks, and you can also use it to jazz up your stuffing. Now, do you like to use a pretty high heat with this? 
Just, you want to put medium, medium to high heat. Like Don't medium want it all the high. way, but just like in between the two. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. All right, so that's that's uh, starting to simmer as we see. All right, now, now let's go ahead and take two tablespoons of salt and add it into that mixture. Two tablespoons of salt. Great. Yep. All right, look. When we're talking about teaspoons, I mean, this is... Uh, it's a pretty rough measurement. Uh, you gotta just kind of freestyle that, or do you? Uh, so you've got your big spoons, yeah. Like your big soup spoons. That's a tablespoon. Okay, great. Two tablespoons of this. Now the kosher salt is good, right? That's fine. Yep. Now let's set a timer for one hour, and we will start it now. Thank you. Sir. All right. So we've got an hour on this. Basically, now this is when we prep the rest of the things. So I want you to grab one of your green plantains. Yes. Now, and I oh, want wait. you. One thing. Should I cover this pot? No. Right now, you want to leave it uncovered. Open it. Um, at least for now. Yep. Just open it. Just let it flow for now. Great. Um, let it heat up and let it bubble. Um, so right now we want to go to the green plantain All right. and let's go ahead and, and trim the ends, just the very, the very tips that don't, don't have any plantain in them. Now the green plantain is hard, so you're going right, to right. have to use your fingers a lot. It's not very easy to, to peel the plantain skin off. I usually like to use the knife as a tool, but yeah, yeah. you know, depending on your skill, I don't want you to cut yourself now. All right, man. We're like two minds melded right now. I feel you. I You're mean, my hands. Right? Now, is this a dish that you that you grew up cooking? So I did. Um, I grew up cooking with my family. My mom is one of 11. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I have like 20-some-odd cousins, and when we got together, cooking was a huge part of it. So we would either be making empanadas, or we'd be making large stews like this, or uh, rice and beans, and just food was always a, a way we shared love. So, you know, and we then, didn't have a lot of money, so we would treat each other with the food that we liked. It's beautiful, man. We got some nice grated stuff. You know, it's kind of almost like a cheese. It kind of looks like cheese. Kind of, yeah. It's going to feel a little mushy. Like it's going to feel a bit clumpy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I now we want to put it in the soup and we want to stir it. We want to make sure it kind of like falls apart when it gets in the water. It separates from itself. Great. All right. So I'm throwing the this shredded up kind of uh, green plantain into the water. Yep. Beautiful. Keith stirs the shredded plantains into the pot. He then chops the three potatoes and throws them in a little prematurely. Don't toss them into the soup yet. Let's just keep them on the side. Oh, I've been doing it the whole time. Oh. <laughs> we have some mushy ass potato. You know what? It's too late. It's all going it's in. All right. It's all going in, brother. It's all right. I, I would just. I got it's so excited. Right. I was like, we got more. Throw it in. Throw it in. Throw it in. Like I just. All right. So look. Headline: no Soggy worries. potatoes. Let's just let's byline: potatoes in there. Delicious soggy potatoes. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Luckily, you know, let's leave the potatoes in all there. Right. Okay. Let's, let's give it a moment. Now, I'm sorry about that. I want to do one thing. I know you have a second pot, and you've got what looks like a big brown block of sugar, right? Yeah, I got the the panela. The panela. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So now panela is basically pressed sugar cane juice. They squeeze it out, they dehydrate it, and then they block it and make it into this form. And then we okay. are going to put it in a pot and we're going to add water. Now you're going to want to okay, cool. not fill the pot up all the way. You want to go to three quarters. Okay, so I'll get a new pot. Now cool. basically what we're going to be making is um, somewhat like a simple syrup. We're just melting the sugar into oh. the water, and we just we're gonna put it over the stove, and we're just gonna let it cook off for a little while while we're getting the other things ready. 
So now, funny enough, this is what, uh, like, the tea of Colombia. Uh-huh. So instead of us drinking tea, we'll drink panela. And so Ooh. we'll put a, something like this on the pot. Oh, this is a and we'll leave this, yeah, we'll leave this cooking all day long. And, you know, we can go to the pot, pour some, and we can have that with, like, a squeeze of lime. But it's basically like a lemonade. Now, unlike regular sugar, this stuff isn't bleached. So you still got vitamin gotcha. D, vitamin E, phosphorus, iron. It's got a lot of really good stuff. Mm. So it's not like your basic sugar. So it's not so unhealthy. All right. So we got that going in the uh, pot. And, and then just right. chill that on medium heat and just, just let and it we're gonna put the Yeah, we're going to put the heat on high right now as high it starts to it. warm up. Okay, and then great. we're going to turn it down. With the panela started, Keith peels and chops up the green plantains. All right. Cool, man. All right. That's done. And now I am your hands. I'm available again. All right. So now we're going to take that juca. Yes. And now we're going to peel the skin of the juca. That's this big gnarly looking thing. Yep. You're going to trim the butt. It looks like a naked porcupine. It it looks like it's stem. It has like a little stem at the base. Okay. You want to just trim the stem off and just hack it off. Okay. (laughs) And then at the very end, you just want to snip the tip. The juca. All right. Now it's not yuca. It's juca. Now we say juca. Yeah. So I got the kind of bark. Now you were saying. Now you got the butts off. Now you want to take the skin off of it. So basically, Uh this outside brown thing. Yeah. You want to peel it off until you've got to the inside white of the juca. It's like peeling bark off a tree. Uh huh. You want to peel the bark off of the juca. Kind of get the knife under it and just. And just start to crack it up. And you'll see it, yeah. it almost like flakes up. You kind of do it in strips. Like you'll do like yeah. one side and then, okay, cool. Correct. No problem. Yep, exactly. That, that you're, it sounds like you're doing it just right. Yeah, just started that off. Yeah, I learned to cut away from myself too because I was, for years I was bringing the knife towards me. And then I realized, you know what? I like life. And I don't really want to like end it. Yeah. I don't really want to stab myself. Okay, sir. So, so now I got... The Sancocho to be in the pot, big boy pot. I got and that's on the, a rolling boil. It's not really doing much. <laughs> it's kind no? of no. All right, so then let's then let's turn it up. If it's it's, it's hot. Much, it's definitely it super hot, but it's not rolling boiling. I'm gonna turn then the heat up on it. Then let's then let's turn it up and let's boil. Let's Great. want we want it rolling boil. All right, now let's go ahead and wash the cilantro. That's the last uh, step that we have in things to wash. If your cilantro okay. has roots. Chop off the roots and the stem, or a bit of the stem first. Okay. Just so that, you know, you get rid of all that dirt, and then you're going to wash it. I usually wash mine in the bowl, so, you know, however you like, whatever you got space. What we're doing with the cilantro is basically we're going to use this as our garnish. So this is what's going to go on top of the sancocho at the very end. Once we've plated it and we've served the lime inside, we want to go ahead and just sprinkle a little bit of fresh cilantro at the end, and that's what this is for. I don't know, you start to feel... At that moment, you know, what food can do. It's not just something that fills people. It can actually heal people. It can, you know, make people feel better. So um, the connection that we have to food is, is very deep, both family, health, you know, so many reasons. But, yeah, this dish is something that I've been making since I was a wee lad. Now, we got five minutes on the clock. Yes, sir. We're getting ready. Oh, yeah. We're about to put that juca. <laughs> Thanks for keeping an eye on it, by the way, because I completely No worries. Forgot. And the juca into the soup. In a couple of minutes, we're just awesome. going to dump them in. So when you're done there, we can just go ahead and toss them right into the soup. It's roll, Yeah, it's happening, dude. Like, and honestly, the piece of chicken I'm looking at, it doesn't look like what it looked like before, which was basically a hacked limb of a tortured animal. This is it, starting to look like food. 
I'm glad to hear that. All right, man. So everything is in the pot right now. I got the chicken, the yuca. Everybody's in there. And so now basically we set up the last timer. We set up a half hour on this. And then okay. once that half hour is done, we're ready to start plating. Dude. So we can just let it cook off. And the longer we let it cook, the more flavor gets absorbed into that soup, the more tasty it gets, the more of that bone substance comes out, that, you know, that bone marrow that really gives that healthy So stuff. we gave Keith and Chef Sebastian a break and let the Sancocho cook for the next half hour. Hey guys. Sebastian. We're back at it. All right. I'm just glad you picked up. Oh yeah, of course. I'm not going to leave you hanging. <laughs> this is the hardest part. Right? <laughs> we should be looking at, you know, a really nice, well-cooked sancocho now. Yeah, dude. We nice. should look around and we should be moving it and we should probably feel that the plantains look very yellow. Yeah. The juca feels soft. Mm -hmm. You know, a couple totally. of these things. Take a little spoon and taste the sancocho and tell me how it tastes. Like the broth? Yeah, the broth. Yeah. Yeah, just try the plantain. It was it was on point. Alright, let's see how this is. Hmm. You know it's 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 subtle, the broth. It doesn't it doesn't have a ton of flavor. And that'll help bring out a little bit of that flavor too. Right on. Exactly. It's subtle right now. We want it to the flavor. Cool. So let's add another teaspoon, a tablespoon, I mean, and if that doesn't do it, then we'll add another one. You know, we're just going to go up little by little so that we don't, you know, get salty by accident. I have five uh, bowls that I need to do, so I'm going to break it up a little more, like with the meat. There you go. Yeah, you can um, break it up into small yeah, pieces. Of course, I got this giant middle piece here with all the goodness. Now, it didn't really so, fall off the bone. Should I ha so all, cut that out? So all the bones, all the bones and all that little stuff, yeah. now you can take that out. We don't use that at great, all now. That's great, just great. for flavor. I mean, yep. there's a little bit of meat on there that looks kind of nice. You can scrape a little bit of that off, but normally it's yeah. just for the flavor. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to put that to the side. Yeah, you want to try to get some of those plantains and potato chunks in each of the plates. Here you want everyone to taste all that stuff. We, you want me to throw away, like, all the gizzards and the hearts and things that are in nope. there? Okay, keep nope. it in. The gizzards and stuff, those are actually delicacies. Now, oh, see, okay. Not, not in the States, but you actually eat those. I mean, like I said, those are coveted. So right, right. Fight over who would get that. And, you know, Grandpa always got the neck. You know, that's like, oh, yeah. that was wrong. <laughs> Like, nah, he got the neck. No one else got the neck. And then, then other people would fight over the rest of it. But no, the, the gizzards, those are, are holy. Honestly, all jokes aside and everything, and all tomfoolery aside, I'm really honored to be cooking this. Uh, Thanks, man. I appreciate that. family tradition, and, and I'm honored that, that you would allow me to. And I hope that I do it justice, in, that this gringo, in some way, could do I appreciate justice. you trying, and, you know, no, I, I really appreciate that, man. Absolutely, Thank you. brother. But if you're looking for the real deal, hit up my man Sebastian. I'll hook you up. I know a guy. Um, okay, now I've got all the uh, the bowls set aside. Now, do we want to garnish here with our, my uh, big? All right. So cilantro? now what we're gonna do, yep, is we're gonna take just a little pinch of cilantro, yeah. and put it into every single one of those bowls. So everybody's got a little bit of cilantro on top. Great. And then we're gonna squeeze a lime into each one of them. Oh, we're gonna super. squeeze about a, a quarter lime into each one. Uh huh. After we've done the cilantro. All right. So then we're gonna squeeze like a a nice dollop of lime juice on on top of each. Yeah, one. you're gonna okay, squeeze great. about like a quarter lime into each one you know okay. not the whole half to squeeze it once get a big chunk of juice in there you basically want it to give it some flavor right now some people would serve with the lime on the side we're going to serve with the lime right in there just because this is how it's eat traditionally and that's how the chefs are going to enjoy it or the, okay. the critics are going to enjoy it dude i wish honestly i wish you could taste this well no i don't i wouldn't wish that upon anyone but i, I hope that uh you know i hope it's at least uh 
not a complete and, and utter disgrace. I, I think, you know what? I think it's not going to be so bad, brother. I think they're going to. I don't think it's going to be one. bad, brother. I got faith in you, man. I, I mean, told look, you. I have faith in you from the beginning. If I pick up a paintbrush, people might say, Keith, you're not a painter. What the hell are you doing? But if I call up Picasso and he gives me a couple of fucking hints. You know, maybe yep. I can put together a Bob Ross landscape. Right? <laughs> pour like a half lime into each drink, right? To give it a little fit. Yep, into each drink, we'll pour a half lime. Well, with some of that went on my shirt. If all that's done, then we oh. are ready to roll. Dude. Let's take some pictures. Let's see how this came out. Wow. Thank you, Chef. This has been awesome, brother. Thank you for keeping up. This is our favorite part of the Salty episode, where we get to sit down at the table with our critics, Kimmy and Liza, and find out whether or not the food is delicious. We were listening in on the whole experience, and it seemed like you guys were really vibing. Um, but in your perspective, like, how was it teaching someone to make a dish without knowing anything? You know, so it, it was a little challenging in that, you know, I expect someone to know maybe common measurements, you know, what a medium pot means, or... And uh, I found that to be strange, but I think the rest of it was pretty good. I think he followed along. He had common sense, you know. I haven't seen the dish yet, so I don't know how it came out, but I'm hoping it, it, it looks good. I feel like you and Sebastian are, like, friends now. You yeah, guys are vibing like we're, off. we're hermanos now. We've been through a war together, basically. I feel like we were in the trenches. We were in the foxhole together, and you kept me warm. It was awesome. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel that. You know, we were. I, I think you were struggling a little bit more than I was. I knew you had it the whole time. I knew you had it in you. Thank you, brother. No, and honestly, like you gave very clear directions. I just I needed to slow it down just because, yeah, I was so far out of my wheelhouse. I was in you know another building miles away from the wheelhouse. Uh, but you really came through <laughs> for me, man. You know, you broke it down and you made it under understandable and like a good math teacher. And I was able to uh, to put this oh, together. Thanks, uh, yeah, I'm really I'm very pleased, actually. Um, So why this dish? I mean, I know you said it's, you know, it connects to your family and, and all that stuff. But why why did you pick this one for a rookie? So I, I picked this one because it's relatively simple. As you guys see, it's um it's not too many moving pieces. So for a for a basic chef, it might be something that's um that's easy to start with. For I guess uh, another twist on it, it's actually a complicated dish because it's one of those those things that little nuances will change everything about the dish. How you shred something, how you slice it, do you crack it, do you cut it, cut it. Do you slice it? These little mini differences in, in how we do the things will, will actually affect the outcome of the dish. You know, not shredding a plantain before it on it or, or not shredding it, shredding it or not shredding it. It's, it's a huge difference in the dish, how the broth comes out, how the, 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 the consistency of the liquid is. And so it's one of those dishes that it's about detail. It's about the, the little things. Um, and it's simple at the same time. And so it's all about the love you're putting into it, the attention to detail. And then those things get noticed in good food. Yeah, I was definitely feeling the love while I was cooking it. And even though it was kind of a, a shorter amount of time than we would usually spend on, on a, such a dish to bring out all the flavors and just kind of suss them all out, I still think that uh, it's, it's well-rounded. And, you know, just from, from the smells and the taste, I feel like we did achieve something. Um, but exactly what that is, I have no idea, but I feel like it did, it, it came together, uh, into a recognizable form. And I know that when these guys walked in who were about to judge it, they looked at it and, didn't, and they didn't go like, ugh, you know, so, which for me, that's a, that's a first. Uh, cause usually people go, yeah. do I have to eat that? You, you gave me a confidence that I feel like I want to go home and legit make this dish without the training wheels. And, uh, so I can't thank you enough. 
that's high praise. Oh, man, I'm, I'm glad if, if you, yeah, if you try to make this dish at home on your own, please let me know. Cause I would, I would feel really proud, you know, if you actually take on, you know, the adventure of cooking one day on your own, because like, Oh, you're inspired. Like, Oh, maybe I can do this on my own. You know, everyone can cook. So we have the soup in front of us and uh, we have our critics here. We're about to dig in. It looks delicious. What should we look for? I mean, are there, I know that you guys shredded plantain and added it straight on. Should we look for a certain texture that that one added versus the chunked plantain, things like that? Correct. So the, the shredded plantain really shouldn't be felt. It should be something that almost disintegrates into the dish and really just adds consistency to the broth. Um, you should be looking for the texture difference between the plantain, the, the green plantain, the juca, and the potato. They're all three different starches, but you're going to feel different textures. So there should be almost like a creamy smoothiness coming from the juca. You should feel a little bit of a tougher chew coming from the green plantain, but it tastes, uh, it should give it almost like this, this very uh, earthy taste because of the green plantain. And then um, the potato itself just uh, gives that umami and kind of, fifth sense there like you, you really can can feel it with with uh with the potato so it, you should be looking for all these mixtures in your mouth of, of texture and at the same time then you've got your protein coming in with the chicken you can take these bites out of that to balance it out um and then the the agua panela if you guys have it on the side um whether it's served hot or cold you know some people add ice into it i think we have some ice there if you want to add but um you should be looking for these again earthy notes uh it's a warm uh sweet drink with notes of lime. Um, do you guys want to, should we dig in and let them know how we feel about it before we All right, we're say going goodbye? All right. We're doing it. Colombian sancocho. It. It's good, man. Yeah? Tastes like chicken soup. What? Yeah, you did it. Oh <laughs> yeah, so we have our two critics with us. They're Liza and Kimmy, and they do a podcast called 50 First Dates. 51 First Dates? 51 First Dates for copyright. Mm-hmm. copyright 51. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's why I didn't know if I was <laughs> reading mm-hmm. it wrong. That Adam Taylor movie that yeah. no one seems to remember now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? Um, I think it's stank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <dang. laughs> wow. It's really good. Again, high praise. Thanks so much. I said before we started that like I feel like I'm like a goat. Like I, you know, I would eat like oh. a piece of paper and be like, yeah, so it's no, pretty I don't know good. If that's but good. it's good. I'm, you know. No, so I dig it. Yeah. The goat would eat this. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> sounded less douchey in my head. Yeah. No, it's like really yummy. Wow. I have to say, I, I don't like agua panela but this is good you did a good job usually it's like weird sweet tea to me and i'm not feeling it but this we did a good you job. both did a great job wow for man. sure is there you and sebastian no, no but there should be you, yeah i had good hands i had good hands yeah Yo, you, you really like came through man <laughs> I, I gotta share this praise with sebastian because i'm receiving all the accolades here but i gotta give it up to my dude at mikasa because he's really the brainchild of this whole thing yeah <laughs> I'm merely I'm merely a vessel through which his culinary genius flows. I'm excited to see how it looks on on Instagram. I'll see you guys later. Yeah, totally. Thank yeah, you so we'll much for you your time. Thank, Thank you. you, Chef. He's a good man. Give it up for Sebastian. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Bye. 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 Later. So, Liza, Kimmy, you guys have your own podcast. Please tell us about it. My goodness, <laughs> no. it's new. The podcast is new for us. We've been business partners for a long time and like partners in video production. Awesome. Um, but the podcast is very new for us, and it's very specific. It's called Fifty One First Dates, as you mentioned, yeah. and. Um, it's about dating. Surprise, surprise. But basically me going on 51 dates because I'm very single and I fall into bad habits and Liza's very not single, but we're very close and she helps me break my bubble, my I boundaries. Love that. Yeah. 
That's amazing. How's it been? Good. Um, I've been on 15 so far. I feel really good. I have one tonight. Oh. How are you finding these guys? Like, where? Mostly the internet. Okay. Then, please tell me it's Tinder. Um, actually, we still haven't done the Tinder one. I don't know. We just got in the habit of, like, Bumble, Hinge, like, and then Liza has some of mine. She'll, like, help me match. She won't ha- we're not. We're very ethical. It's very anonymous. Okay. Um, we're very kind, too. Just, you know. Oh, nice. Is there, like, a criteria for, like, I mean, obviously, one person has their own, like, the kind of person that they like, but it, do you have, like, different criteria? Like, okay, I'm going to try to date this type of guy or that type of guy. Yeah, we're trying to get better at that. Cause, okay. Uh, yeah. So, basically, my type was so typical New York chick, like, finance bros who treat me bad, and that's, like, the mold to break. <laughs> Those are the worst. so classic. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you thought I would grow out of that by 29, but I simply haven't. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> some of the dates have been just, like, you, at one point, Liza, you were like, no more people with their MBAs. No more business school Can we went on, like, five <laughs> dates in a row with people who had MBAs, which, like, nothing against them. They're probably, like, keeping yeah. the world running or whatever yeah, they do. But, you know, like, <laughs> we were like, I was like, okay, someone else. Mm-hmm, so yeah. I set her up on a date with a baby comedian. It was amazing. He was legal. But, you know, Wait, barely. how old was he? He was, baby? like, 24. That's the baby. <laughs> okay. She's okay. a child. He was 24. It was, like, oh, you know. no. I was, do you know or do you set it up? And then you're just and then you, you go, go on, on it. it. I that know. One I just set up. He was a friend, and I was like, okay, you know, okay, this okay. is picture. I just didn't tell her how old he was because I was like, I'll just let her find out. <laughs> Usually, I know because we're trying to be like not total monsters about it. Okay. Like it's like an experiment because we're like, oh, that's interesting, and people might want to tune into juicy gossip, but really, it's like a conversation about dating love. Yeah. So I like I'm, haven't stopped eating even though I'm talking. Uh, I feel like everybody else stopped eating because they're talking. <laughs> and I didn't I'm at all. Full. Are you tempted? Are there people you want to see again or do you kind of say like, well, that's just it. We just did the date for the podcast. It's Bye. One, one of the 51. <laughs> yeah, how does that I work? lose my number. Or do you kind of have like... is is You you know what I mean? Are you kind of accumulating people and now you're like, God, I kind of like... Is it tearing you apart inside? That's basically it is what tearing I'm... me apart. No, um, <laughs> just a little bit. Well, at this point, um, all right. So I'm not just, I, when I start to get like, I'll just go on a date, Liza calls me out on it because it is a genuine thing. Like if I meet the love of my life, we recruit a new person. Right. Our recent guest oh. was like, it's like Doctor Who. Like you just, you know, so that's the vibe. Like just new, new nice. 51 first dates. Uh, but I, I have hung out with people more than once. Our rule is on by the third date, you have to tell them about the pod. Because it's... Oh, they, they don't, don't know. know. They don't know. Oh. Yes. All of us are like, Well, that's why you, I, guess, I guess that's why you said it's like anonymous and well, stuff. Well, we talk like, about this a lot. And we talk to a lot of people who have done similar things a lot. And I, yeah. I here's a good example. My fifth date was in Los Angeles. And uh, the podcast was out for maybe a week. And this guy sat down with me on the date. It was totally normal. And 20 minutes in, it was like, so what number am I? And I was like, oh. Wait, how did he know? He was like, I'm really good at like your your production company. I found, and then oh, okay. it's not like, on our team, but yeah, yeah, he got you. And he was like, you down. But he wasn't mad, and he was like, I actually don't think you should tell people. Like it, it's not. It's anonymous. It's kind. Like he, yeah. listened to his episode, texted me really nicely after. Um, like, yeah, maybe he yeah. was my meant to be. I mean, I always, we always try to focus. Like we do talk about the dates, but I feel like we it's way more focusing on like self awareness and like right. opening up and like we we talk about a theme in every episode that like relates to love and relationships so you know half ish of the episode is talking about the date and the other half is talking about the theme and like usually they relate in some way right. but um but i think it's really more about like 
woman, modern wooden womanhood than it is about any of these specific guys. My life. Keith, if you were single and you had an opportunity to do a show, a podcast, a 51 right. first dates, how would, would you that go? It? If they pay for it, absolutely. Yeah. How would there. you do it? How would you go about it? Would you go about it like how these lovely ladies are doing it or? You know, I actually did a, a dating show where a girl was trying to date uh, 50 guys from 50 different states. Yeah, and it was it was kind of interesting. Like the license plate game, um, right? Um, collect them all, and uh, <laughs> I was the Vermont guy, even though I lived in New York for like twelve years. And you know, it was very pleasant. Yeah, hmm. it was cool. I would do something like this, like a date, you know. And like I was telling these guys earlier, I met my boyfriend on Grinder, you know, on the, the internet. And I'm not uh, ashamed to say it because we've been together for four years, love of my life. You know Aww. what I'm saying? So. There is, uh, there's so many opportunities with online dating. I, I'm always looking at the, the apps and stuff and I'm kind of thinking like, oh, these are all the grinder people. Oh, these are the grinder. These are the Tinder people. But you know what? Each person on there is just an individual. There's a real person on the other end of that phone. Sometimes. For the most part. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them just trying to get me to go to certain websites where you have to pay. Oh, God. And redboy.com. And <laughs> it's just, uh, there, there is the perfect person out there for everybody. I believe that. Um, one of our really good friends met her current boyfriend on Tinder. Nice. When you think of Tinder as just like a creep, my like a couple exes ago, I met him on Plenty of Fish back in the day, oh. and I was just like, "Ew, I'm not going on this site." And then I was like, "Oh, you're cool. Let's be friends." And then we did for three years or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. just remember that each one's an individual. Do you have a preferred? Like, do you like the? Girls approach Bumble thing. Hinge is, I don't remember Hinge. What, Hinge what's is the like shtick? re-upped itself and like there's a lot more to comment on. And just to go back to your point about everyone as an individual, right. I that's a good point. And I want to just be clear. That's how we, you've said that a million times. That's how we treat every date. So it's never, yeah. even the guy with two You phones. don't put them in like a like He's a human and like, and like we, we don't rate people. We rate the bars on a scale of one to five dicks or the restaurants like for oh, a first What? <laughs> Like, so like a five-star restaurant, a five dick first date spot. So that's like the only thing we're rating. We're not rating humans, but, uh, yeah, I use Bumble and Hinge cause they're just easy. They're different. Uh, I don't know. I, I like, like it was so fun to get set up. I like meeting people in real life so much more, but I've, that said, I have been on, I've hung out with people. I've hung out with people. I've told about the podcast for a while. People haven't been upset with me and Yeah. It's like, it's a weird mode because now I've kind of met a couple people who I genuinely am like, oh, yeah, I like you and this is a weird thing. But yeah, just day by day. It's good to like keep going out rather than glom onto someone right away too. It's a weird like power dynamic that I never feel because once I like someone, I'm like, okay, hi, here. Well, this is a great excuse to keep going for sure. I love that. That's so cool. You just got yourself a subscriber. Um, I know the dish tastes really delicious. What are your thoughts on how it looks, guys? Well, I enjoy that I can see a lot of different um, things that I'm about to eat before I get into it. You know, I think the cilantro is always a night. I get excited when I see cilantro because I like it. Um, it looks, I, I, sorry. I, it's I actually struggle. pronounced cilantro. Oh, sorry, guys. We uh, discussed see, this with Chef I, Sebastian earlier. Yeah. Cilantro. Uh, <laughs> cilantro. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like I really like that there's a, like a, I, I like any kind of meat served on the bone. So I like the aspect of this, that it's like a stew and there's like a big ass, like right. leg of chicken. Yeah. It's interactive. You know, I, f- I felt like a kinship with, 
you know, the, the hunter gatherer types, they will be grabbing the big turkey leg, you know, totally. yeah, it's, it's kind of a primal thing. Um, and that's kind of what chef Sebastian was saying. It's an ancient recipe, uh, you know, carried down from generation to generation and they've all bonded over their love of this dish. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, food is meant to get people around a table so you can break bread and just kind of relate to each other. Obviously all of us are complete strangers and, I like you guys. I'm really vibing. Yeah, and I think like the, the conjoining factor is the food and drink. And that's such a special thing that Sebastian provided for us. And you provided Keith because yeah. your hard work. And now we're here to really appreciate you and honor you and honor Sebastian and just like enjoy this meal. And I like that it's so rustic and hearty. It makes me feel like it's okay. To totally. Eat. Yeah. It's not like stuffy. I'm just like, oh, yeah. it's like, all natural. Like, yeah. Just you grab know, it with your hand. Your body eat. recognizes stuff that your body wants. I just like what you said about bringing strangers together. We, all of a sudden, we have something in common, and then we can talk about something. And that, So exciting. Like, has anyone ever been on a date that wasn't the greatest, but you guys are sharing a really great meal, so for some reason you're just vibing? Actually, yeah. Or are you like, oh, yeah? Oh, my God. I had a date that I went on, like, three dates with this guy, and he was a douche. Like, he no. was just such an asshole. And it was, like, really delicious. But I just remember being on a date and being, like, the only thing that we can talk about is the food is because the food. everything else you say, I don't like you. <laughs> it's like oh a Seinfeld God. episode. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I hate you. I want the food. So, wait, so you guys mentioned that your business partners were, was, you said it was a production company. Um, we make videos we ranging from sketch comedies about internet stalking. Which doesn't make sense, but we do branded content. We do branded content yeah. for, you know, big companies. So, yeah, we... Okay. We, we started out together as, like, writing partners and made scripted content and then kind of started making sketch comedy and then started making branded content, like, from some of our sketch. We got recognized from some of our sketches and started making branded content. So, and we've line produced a couple features. And so we do all kinds of video production, including, like, our own creative work. But then also we make videos for companies and brands. Usually that they're kind of, like, silly skewing. So, Keith, how do you feel now? We talked about everything. <laughs> Literally everything. everything. We've I'm been spent. with you for many hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you sick of us? Um, <laughs> no, never. Wow, that laugh was a yes. Yes. This, <laughs> this... <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> no. Oh, oh. no, this has truly been a joy. And I want to tell you uh, that I feel I have found myself in this kitchen, in this Reach, brother. I've been looking, thank you. I've been looking for 32 years. And I had to wait to come do a kitchen in Astoria yeah. with some juca, some potatoes, some chicken, some plantains, or plantains. Plat pardon me. <laughs> pardon moi. <laughs> and, and I threw it in a pot. And, you know, what I served at the end of it, it was my soul in a bowl. Wow, that's your, your that's your vendor name at Midnight Market. Soul in a bowl. Soul in a bowl, <laughs> and you sell Sancocho. Wow. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for sitting down and like eating with us. I well, you thank you for feeding us. Yes. For <laughs> that was this man right this here. Thank right here. you. Him, oh, him and his Sebastian brain put this I, all together. And this Teamwork. beverage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank and you. Enhanced oh, yeah. by production. Salty is a five-on production in collaboration with Midnight Market. Find us on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on social media at The Salty Pod and check out our website, saltypod.com. Email us at info at saltypod.com or call the Salty Hotline at 615-606-3925 and leave us a voicemail and tell us why you'd love to be on the show. We're always looking for rookies, chefs, and critics.
We'll see you in two weeks with another super salty episode. That's so salty. You can put it in stuffing.